0: Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Air Atlantica. Woo! <laughs> Happy to be here. So, you were were you born in Long Island or
1: New born York? in Long Island? Okay. Yeah. Born and raised. Um, always grew up like going into New York City for shows, oh. and like, the whole thing. But yeah, Long yeah. Island is where I was raised, about are forty minutes out of the city.
0: Are your parents from there as well? Yeah. Were, they, were they born in Long Island?
1: No, my dad is from Brooklyn. And my mom is from, yeah, from Oceanside, so Long Island.
0: Oh, um, so you have, like, all your excited family lives in that area.
1: Yeah, which is why it's tough to commit to moving to L.A. or whatever, because most of my family is at home. Friends are uh, back home in Long Island and New York. and yeah. You know, so I get kind of homesick sometimes <laughs> being out here, but Would I your, love L.A.
0: Yeah. Though, so, you know. What do your parents do?
1: Uh, my dad is a retired police officer, NYPD. Um, and my mom works for the DA so I'm like kind of like in a law enforcement family But yeah. um, my dad has his roots in music like he taught me how to play drums oh, at oh. three years old So Was he in
0: bands himself or Yeah, dad?
1: yeah, yeah um, He played in a couple bands growing up and then um, You know just doing like bar gigs and stuff to like keep the uh, the music energy going But mm-hmm. um, yeah he's kind of passed it on to me I guess is the way he likes to <laughs> uh, Did
0: it? to you really quickly with the, all the instruments?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, drums was always like my first instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I've been doing that since I was like three. And then really when I started production, I got more into piano and started teaching myself guitar like six months ago. So I'm oh. trying to learn everything at this point. Yeah. But, um, through production, you kind of learn how to do everything
0: in a way. bands yourself.
1: Yeah, that was like kind of where I came from, like a more rock background. and. So basically from, you know, middle school until um, probably my first year of college. So pretty much when I started producing. So until about eight years ago, I was always in bands. And then unfortunately, the band I was in broke up. So I was like, I need to figure out how to do everything myself, you know, and like learn how to like make beats. And like I was replicating hip hop beats and trying to do all that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and it kind of just turned into this. Yeah.
0: So. What kind of music was played in the house when you were growing
1: up? Um, my dad was a classic rock guy. My mom didn't really, like, you know, play too much music, but she loved everything. But my dad really gave me a love for classic rock, like Led Zeppelin and The Beatles. And that's kind of how I, you know, I would, like, sit on his lap and play drums and oh. um, and do all that. So this video is of me, like, you know, doing that since I was really young. But,
0: <laughs> and that's yeah. what you also listen to in your free time, those bands. Yeah,
1: I would say. Um, I kind of, like, went through a phase where I wasn't listening to a lot of... Classic rock.
0: How did you describe yourself back then, growing up, like your personality?
1: Um, I would say I was pretty quiet early, early on, and then I think when I got to high school, I kind of learned to like break out of my shell and be, you know, a little more outgoing and stuff. Um, maybe that came with music too. Like I realized mm-hmm. I loved like being on stage and performing in front yeah. of people. So, um, yeah, that was that's kind of where it started, I guess. Did but you like school? No, not really. <laughs> um, Especially college, because that's when I started this project, so like... Oh, so your parents
0: um, didn't, like, push you academically? No,
1: no. I mean, they did, of course, like, get good grades, the whole thing, for sure, but I just didn't like school, like, you know. Like, it wasn't really my thing, but I, you know, got a degree. I got through it, but, like, I give people a lot of credit who, like, work in education and who have to, like, go back to school and, like, do all that. Oh, yeah. Because I could never do that. (laughs) But, so a lot of credit to all you teachers out there. We love you, but I can't do that, so...
0: (laughs) So what was the band that you were in called? Like how big did it get?
1: Um, I would say we had a nice like local fan base on Long Island. Long Island is where like bands like Taking Back Sunday and Brand New. I don't know if you mm. listen to any of them, but that's where the, yeah. that scene like started. Oh. So you know the band scene back in you know 2005 to 2011 like, was really strong, and probably even before 2005, obviously. But um, so yeah, we had a, you know a good local following, and the band was called City of Trees. Um, I'm still friends with everybody in the band, I yeah. still work with them musically, cool. like, they're great guys and I'm actually living with one of them here out in California oh. while I'm here, so like, yeah, like, we're all super tight um, And yeah, it was it was a fun time and that's kind of where I got my roots and did all that,
0: mm-hmm. so well, Did you know that you were gonna have a career in music, like, for sure?
1: Yeah, I was like, I was one of those people who was like, this is what it is, like, there's really, like i'm sure my mom's gonna watch this and be like yeah you're so right like that is what he was saying because that's like <laughs> i like went to college for music industry so like oh. i needed to be in the industry in some capacity um but the goal was always to be like some sort of songwriter i guess early on it was to be like a studio drummer or like a touring drummer of course mm. or whatever um but yeah over time it just turned into music production and yeah,
0: yeah. what did your parents think of initially that you wanted to
1: do about your career into music were they skeptical no i think they were always really supportive because again my dad was a drummer and i think if he had the choice he probably would have been like oh. you know a musician so they kind of like knew how it was but i have a lot of like law enforcement in my family and i have a lot of like um but it's funny because me my brother and my sister are kind of doing are chasing like untraditional careers like i'm a musician my sister opened a theater business oh, theater wow. school um but she was always into broadway and singing and stuff and then my brother is going to be he's in school right now to be a director in film and stuff oh. so um all of us are kind of doing our thing and my parents are super supportive yeah and, um you know so i love them for that but
0: and you knew like one way or another that you were able to live off music
1: yeah I was, that was always the goal and um i worked in music up until last year i had a, I had a day job in music and it was a concert ticketing company mm-hmm. so um basically what we did was we set up all the vip tickets for um for artists and so that gave me a lot of experience with like touring and i got to travel with oh. and them and i was actually on tour with ariana grande for like two wow. months yeah and like people who know me like are always like oh you were on tour with ariana grande like that's so sick like it must have been awesome like opening for her and playing and i was like no like Behind i wasn't the there scenes. for i wasn't there for air <laughs> i was there for my like job and now but now i'm full-time music so yeah it was cool to like learn how everything worked behind Mm -hmm. the scenes for a while
0: what do you think Um, what did why did you decide to study music industry compared to like i know regular
1: (laughs) yeah well i guess because like well my my minor was in audio production so i kind of and i was always working on music like in and out of class but um i don't know i think because industry was pretty broad and like i knew that if it wasn't going to be performance i wanted to be in the industry and like um, you know, the music industry is like a weird industry, but like, there's a lot of different interesting jobs in it mm-hmm. um, So I kind of went to I went to, I went to school for that and like, you know You learn what you learn in school like it's but most of the experience comes from actually doing it mm-hmm. So most but, of my industry yeah. knowledge came from just like, you know work and doing stuff for Air mm-hmm. atlantica and Learning as I go because everything we did early on was like not so good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but That's how it is
0: looking back with you go to school and study that again like you're like people watching what you recommend them yeah yeah
1: i would say if if you're somebody who has a passion for music and you're trying to figure out how to get into the industry i'd say going to school for music industry is a good idea Um, but know that it takes like a lot of personal hustle and drive to get in like you can obviously get a job at like a desk at a label like if you're you know if your grades are good and you have like the brain for music but if you want to go above and beyond you got to like put yourself and obviously for the artists out there it's all about hustling late hours after class, after work, mm-hmm. and, you know, just grinding it out because that's what it takes. Yeah. You know? what, what was the school? SUNY Oneonta. Oh, okay. It was uh, like four or five hours north of New York City. Yeah. Um, State school in New York. Like, I still have a ton of friends from there and mm-hmm. had a great time, but um, yeah, you know, class was okay, but the partying was better, so.
0: <laughs> so what kind of, like, what did they teach you? What classes did you take?
1: Um, I took mostly let me think well you have to do like the standard like general education classes but like the music industry classes were um it was like learning about music and then there was one that was about like music stores and like how to open a music store and like the teacher like he was like an old school teacher and he was like the only way to make money i remember him saying this and i'm sure you know other people do who have taken this class and it was like the only way to make money in music is to open a music store, like a retail store. Like, so, so we had to like map out blueprints of like music stores. No and it was, like, way. I, like, that's when I realized, I was like, I can't believe I'm like doing this right now. Like I need to figure out another way.
0: Yeah, um, but they teach you everything like A&R, like how record labels work. Honestly,
1: like, no, but I hope they do <laughs> what now. What did they teach you that? I, I know, I'm saying like <laughs> you go to school for music industry and you figure you would know. Uh, but no, there was like a legal uh, music industry like law class. Oh, that's is, helpful. Which is actually pretty cool. Like you had yeah. to like um, draw up like contracts and stuff which is interesting. That's, that's useful. Um, then I think the most interesting class was one where you had to make like um, I don't remember the name of it but I remember us making like um, like one sheets for like releases and stuff Like you would, and I obviously did it for Air Atlantica because that's when I kind of started my project so mm-hmm. I would just mock stuff up um, it would be like forming a release plan for an artist's release so for people that didn't have their own music project it was pretty cool for them to get involved and like make stuff like that um so yeah, it, it all kind of translated actually but i think when i was there which it sounds like i'm like ancient i only graduated a couple of years ago but like <laughs> i hope they like you know are renewing it now and adding some like modern stuff like spotify and like apple music like yeah. into the curriculum because that's so important nowadays and you know people who are coming through college should know how that works you know so mm-hmm. hopefully they're changing it up a little yeah. bit it was a great experience overall i feel like i just talked really bad about it like College is awesome, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, right after you graduated, you got that job?
1: Yeah, lucky. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine got me, and uh, I guess it, it wasn't really an internship. I was just doing like labor work, basically. Like in the ticketing company, you know, you pack VIP bags for fans who like pay a lot of extra money to meet them and stuff like that. Um, so, I was packing like bags, like shipping bags with tote bags in it and like stickers, and then shipping it out to people. So, it was mm-hmm. just in the office to make some money. Um, and then I kind of stuck around and my boss liked, you know, liked what I was doing and got to know me a little bit and then put me on the road with an R&B artist named Somo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to kind of go on the road for a bit and learn that and then then I was in the office and all while I'm doing this I'm working on my own music and like trying to get that going of course. But that was a good way to make mm-hmm. money and learn the industry a bit. Yeah.
0: So what kind of stuff did you do with Ariana,
1: like behind the scenes? Same thing. So I would basically show up at the venue on the tour bus. like. There was like 30 tour buses on that tour. So Mm -hmm. um, the one I was on was like the merch people and stuff like that. So we would show up, kind of map out the whole meet and greet. And we'd have like 500 fans come in to meet Ariana that day. So it was me and, for that tour, it was me and two other people and you know map out the venue, meet with everybody from the venue and get all their tickets ready, give them the tickets, pack all their bags of merch, and then lead them into, into the meet and greet to meet Ariana um so it was a very interesting process but like crazy you know like crazy fans crazy mom a lot of crazy moms like (laughs) it was wild like i don't know but um good experience all around though yeah
0: so what age did you actually start
1: producing it was my freshman year of college so 2010 so i was yeah whatever that would be 17 18 yeah um probably 18 was when I first started yeah
0: did you have a moniker before was
1: no this is it one? I've been running with this one since I started yeah
0: how did you come up with it
1: um I guess the story that I've kind of formed is and this this, well this is the story but I always like I'm always like I wonder if there's like another thing that I could think of that would be a little <laughs> cooler but um, my grandparents building my grandpa's building I should say in Florida um, that I used to go to growing up with my family was called the Atlantica mm, in Daytona that's a nice Beach that's name so from there I was like oh and then coming from a band I was like all right like how do I, and this is what this is what mattered back in these days back mm-hmm. in like 2010 it was like how do I get my name to show up in the top of people's iTunes so oh, I was like it needs to start with an a. a I was like it has to start with an A no matter what that's so smart um, even
0: for festival life
1: yeah for festival billing there's like so it's I like guess 12th
0: planet he's always at the top
1: yeah 12 like 12th <laughs> planet and who else would be um I don't know I'm sure I mean there's a bunch obviously yeah um, but like, so that was my thing. I was like, alright, it needs to be an A, maybe B or a C, but definitely an A. Um, and then the air was just to kind of make things a little more interesting and the E at the end, make things even more interesting. Yeah. I, I, I love your
0: name so much.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, I made it also, I was like, I don't want anything that anybody else could ever have. Like if so, there's another Air Atlantic artist out there, yeah. they're blatantly copying. Yeah. It's so it's, good
0: for SEO. That's, that's,
1: yeah. That's, there's no one who could have this name. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the thing.
0: Yeah. And how did you push your music out initially? How did people
1: find you? Um, I think we did, we're doing a lot of, um, so me and my old manager, Pete, who's still a great friend of mine, we would be hustling in college and like, you know, I think I started making mixes because that's when DJ mixes were like still Mm -hmm. like a way to break and like I was doing bootlegs, like, um, making like mashups and stuff and doing all that um all while learning production I was like remixing like Rihanna songs just by like taking the mp3 and like yeah. you know changing it up and whatever which is like kind of the dirty way to do a remix and so we would take those and put them on websites like I'm trying to think of like the old website I don't even think it's around anymore maybe it was like Living Electro or there was like a couple old EDM websites mm-hmm. so we would put music up there and kind of just keep pushing it and then I made an, an EP in like 2011 which was probably I think it was terrible like it was definitely <laughs> terrible like so we kind of just, I didn't really wait for anything. I just like did it as I had it. So like, I was like, yeah, let's make mashups, put them out. Yeah, let's make an EP. It's probably terrible, put it out. But like, you know, it's getting the experience and learning from like how you're doing things and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: also Hype M helped, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually didn't see much success on Hype M until the past couple year, years, maybe like two years. Oh. Um, I think the first time I did well on Hype M was a remix I did for Billie Eilish. Um, it hit number one, which was yeah. sweet, um, and I think a, a rem- the remix I did for Ash did pretty well on there, too. A couple of them have done pretty well, but remixes I feel like do very well on Yeah, done, which is that's, cool. that's
0: actually so true. Um,
1: so yeah, that's, that's helped, too. There's a, there's a bunch, of, bunch of good ways to make it, get your, get your name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, SoundCloud, too, of course, though that's kind of changed <laughs> yeah. over the past couple of years, but SoundCloud is good, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was early on what we did. How do you meet your team now? Um, So my team right now is Jorge and Brian. Brian's actually my brother, real life brother. Oh, nice. Um, So me and my old manager, P again, we're still friends, but like, you know, I got a job. I went on a little hiatus with music. So we basically ended up, um, you know, just parting ways. And then I started working uh, by myself and forming my sound. And then my brother was like trying to help. And then he had his friend named Jorge. And now we're all, you know, good team. Yeah. They all, you know, luckily I, I think I taught them a little bit, and now they like really help me do everything like Mm. that I don't want to do. Luckily, so shouts to them. That's so
0: cool. What Um, is it like working with your brother?
1: (laughs) It's actually really easy. Like people ask me that, and we get along really well. He's similar in age to me. Um, You know, he's passionate about it, but we've never had any disagreements about really anything related to business. And like, it's good that I could trust him with Mm. you know stuff. So true. Obviously, paying your close friends even and family is like a great feeling, and um, so it's been it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, like a super good um, like visual brain like I do. So he helps me bounce ideas for like videos and stuff. And again, he's mm. going to school for directing. And so, yeah, he's good to work with. Yeah. And then he introduced me to Jorge, who's another, you know, super important part of my team. So mm-hmm. um, he's like the connections guy, Jorge. So he like <laughs> knows everyone. I'm sure most people who are watching this probably know Jorge or have hung out with him or whatever <laughs> because he's like super good at that. And I'm yeah. not that great at that stuff. Like, I'm sure most, I don't know how many artists are like good at like going out there and networking, but it's really like a blessing to have a Mandrew who is good at that, so mm-hmm. it helps me for sure.
0: Yeah. So what was the turning point? They decided, oh my God, this cat looks so creepy.
1: <sighs> Wait, this is literally like, what's, the, what's that show? The Teenage Witch?
0: Guys, it was just like, I was walking out. <laughs> black cat with really green eyes, just staring.
1: He's grilling. Oh, he's still here. Oh. Tell him to come with us. Him her. He ran away but wow. <laughs> it's October. It's spooky month. <laughs> True.
0: <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So what was the turning point that you realized you wanted to quit your job?
1: Um, so about a year ago... Well, I've always wanted to, for sure. Yeah. But the moment I was able to was when um, I got approached to do production for the Kardashians TV show, mm-hmm. which um, is a very interesting experience and really fun. But you I know actually, how they found you? Um, a remix I did for K-Flay, I think, was circulating through Spotify playlists and... Um, the A and guess you call her at the company. Um, shout out to Kate at Buna Murray, she heard my stuff and brought me in. And um I guess Kanye was kind of looking for the Kardashians to like revamp the music. Mm-hmm. So this is what I was told at least. So like his team wants to like change everything. Um in like a Kanye spur of the moment he's like, I'm taking this over, like whatever, like you know, find me producers to handle all this and I'm gonna take over the whole thing. So I guess the team found a bunch of producers and I was one of them, submitted my music and made a couple like samples for them and mm-hmm. they ended up liking it and from there, you know, it, it's a f- been a fun yeah. gig and it's been cool.
0: So you're sending uh, them just beats, right? Or like what kind of music are you sending?
1: Yeah, yeah, them? like instrumental um, stuff that they use for transitions and I've done it for a couple seasons now and it's been, um, at, like, it gets easier as I go because mm-hmm. I'm kind of learning what they want and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, so I did that for, I've been doing it for like maybe two years now. Yeah. So once I did that, I was like, all right, like now I'm considering my yeah. now I'm a professional musician by term like I'm making yeah. a little bit of money so now I could just like go at it full time <laughs> since then that's been the grind yeah yeah
0: and have you watched back the Kardashians and find your music on it
1: <laughs> yeah but so basically like I love the, I think the Kardashians are great like in and in their like you know everyone knows what they are and and who they are and whatever but um it's just like more surreal to be um, I'm like the first season at least I did I was making yeah. them in like my small New York City apartment like No windows like a little cramped box like stupid little studio like and then that Sunday I would turn on the TV and there was that beat that I just made No way! One. Yeah, that's no it was, so... it was pretty cool Oh my god, that's so um, cool So it was definitely a cool feeling and
0: How did your music get on the MTV shows?
1: Um, it was pitched to and I think Brian at Tracks got that one for us um, oh. I haven't met Brian but he um from what i'm told runs like a little boutique music pitching service so um i guess he sent them over my song make you mine and a couple others have been on mtv um which is also cool like the first time that happened that was it was like a friday night i think it was like the season premiere of are you the one which is a sh- i I'd never seen it before so we were told it was gonna be on that night so like me and all my friends are chilling like drinking a bit whatever and then i'm like oh we got to turn on the show like i think my song's gonna be on it and then like all of a sudden like I think people were, like, making out in the shower or something. It's, like, a dating show, so, like, they were, like, going at it, and all of a sudden, Air could make you mine. Like, it says on the bottom, you know, on yeah. TV and I was, like, that's, like, a pretty surreal moment because <laughs> growing up as a kid, like, you're, like, yo, MTV, like, yeah. that's when you know you made it, like, and TV's different now, of course, but, like, I was, like, man, this is pretty interesting and yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, like, that's so cool. And it said my name at the bottom and everything, and everyone was, like,
0: oh, shit. Was,
1: like, it was a good moment. It was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how many. Actually, a couple people texted me, and they were like. I thought no one watched the show, and a couple of people mm-hmm. texted me, and were like, "Oh my God, I saw you! I heard your music on Are You the no One.' And I was like, damn, that's that's pretty cool.'" Yeah. Um, so yeah, shouts to Brian mm-hmm. from Brass Tracks for making that one happen.
0: What was um, the music video inspiration for that?
1: Um, so I knew I wanted something like for that was choreographed, um, and it was a pretty like dance-centered video we did, um, and one of my best friends, Sam, is a dancer you know at heart and has been dancing his whole life so I kind of called on him to help me find some people and really make this thing happen so he led the choreography on it and then um, you know they really killed it and it was a fun process and um, you know so I worked on that with a couple friends and my friend Dave directed it from Gen Motion, and Kim helped out so it was like a really good crew we had um, you know, handling that one, so, Mm
0: -hmm. it was fun. And you've always been interested in fashion, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say more recently, I'd say, like, I always, I guess, like, the industry side of it more recently, but, like, I always knew that, like, you know, dressing is, like, a pretty significant part of who you are, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, so, like, making, you know, your statements via how you look and stuff, like, I always felt like I needed to look presentable and, like, cared about what I was wearing and, like, maybe a little too much, like, um, but it's, it's weird. My mom always is, like, when you were growing up, like, I would put, like, a striped shirt out for you to wear to, like, elementary school, and I would no. never wear stripes. And like, now I, like, always wear stripes. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's so weird how, yeah. obviously, your taste changes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think fashion is super cool. And, like, I wish I had more money to, like, afford, like, yeah. really expensive shit. But, like, for now, you know, keep saving, yeah. you know. But uh,
0: what do you have coming up for fashion?
1: Um, I'd like to i'll probably make some sort of like merch line or something that i don't know if i would want to do more like you know obviously i want to do like Carolina merch but i want to be able to make like a brand or like a lifestyle brand and um, me and my friend paul who's an awesome designer um, and you know artist himself we're probably going to start something soon not started yet so i can't tell you that much about it because we don't even have any ideas but like we'll have ideas but like nothing on paper yet but i'd love to like start a lifestyle brand that incorporates um, fashion and events and stuff and all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So,
1: you know, just going further than music and mm-hmm. taking the art like further, you know. So,
0: what were the inspirations behind
1: your EP? Um, probably my time out here in California was like the biggest inspiration, um, and like the artist that I was working with on it as well. Um, so, you know, my six months out here, I was just writing non-stop and doing a bunch of sessions it was like really my first time being here for an extended period of time um so really it was just like the city i'd say like being around certain types of people mm-hmm. and writers and then kind of forming the sound that i wanted to form and really tightening up my production and writing and that's kind of like what the biggest inspiration um you know it's i'm not always good with coming up with like these vague like answers of what was like the inspiration yeah. like well it was like this you know animal I saw on like 3rd street <laughs> that was the inspiration but like it was really like I find inspiration from people and other people's music and um you know vibes like this sunset is good inspiration for me like, oh yeah I love, like, I love like I love the weather here and the skies and stuff like um and New York too has its own inspiration in it as well so. yeah but the, the EP all the songs were made in California so that's mm. kind of where I go to for first inspiration
0: yeah how do you say your music has changed since the early songs you made
1: oh man pretty pretty heavily um my early stuff was always very like EDM banger-ish. Like I was putting out releases on um, like Steve Aoki's label, uh, Dim Mac and Afrojack put out a single of mine. So that, I kind of started in you know 2010 through 2014 doing like more dance music in EDM, um, and then from there grew into more indie electronic, which is what it is now, and with always had like hip-hop influence in it. Like, mm-hmm. and, my focus is always in the drums, because that's what I started playing first. Um, but it's definitely changed a lot since since those days, man. <laughs> it's all out there, so if yeah. people want to search my old music from like 2011 and laugh a little bit, go for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger?
1: Um, That's a good question. I feel like I've definitely matured and been able to kind of you know acquire dreams the way that I want to like Mm -hmm. I kind of see the end goal and like know what it takes to get there and um that's also something learning that I've learned through like work and music and but I've translated into like my personal life and always trying to stay positive and stuff but like I always had that in me but now I'm able to like apply it to real life especially as like a full-time musician it requires a lot of like attention to the craft and stuff so um yeah but I've I've I'd probably say I'm a very similar person to who I always was, but aside from learning about music and making it a career, which is like, was always my dream. So that's kind of, um, yeah, I guess that's who I am now.
0: What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Could be in your personal life.
1: Um, Biggest challenges? Probably, again, it goes back to like balancing the craft and like, Um, deciding what you want to do and really locking it in and going for it Um, I'd say that was probably one of my biggest challenges and obviously like as an artist it's always like you're making sure financially like you're good you never want to be like struggling Mm -hmm. I know it's like my another piece of advice I give to upcoming artists is like don't don't let like the advice of like no if you want to make it in music like you need to sacrifice and you need to like be starving on the street like no if you want to make it in music like go get a side job and work on your shit like from 10 p.m till Mm. 6 a.m and then go to work the next day and really like grind it out and but don't be like starving on the street like it's always good to be comfortable and like stuff like that so I'd say the challenge for me was always making sure that like I made the right decisions and um you know luckily support from my family and friends like helped me do that and um and getting to the point now where it's like being a full-time musician was like always the number one goal of mine and making that happen was probably like you know, one of my biggest achievements, I yeah. uh, so.
0: What does love mean to you?
1: Love is a very deep word, I would say, um, but love, I like to refer to love as like passion for mm-hmm. something, whether it's a person or like, you know, music or art or whatever you may be into, it's like, if you can feel that feeling for something without any effort, that's like love, I feel, and like more so for like somebody's craft or like what everyone's mm-hmm. passion is. Um, But I would say the closest word that I can relate it to would be passion and, like, um, but love is a very interesting thing, you know, everyone feels it differently and, uh, you know, I feel like in terms of, like, people from person to person, love is, like, I think the biggest thing is trust, having trust in someone and, like, being able to always have someone's back no matter what and, like, building that connection, that's, like, I'd say the definition of love from, like, person to person, but, yeah.
0: Yeah. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for?
1: I want to be remembered for always giving my all and being real like especially through my music and like you know obviously my style has changed a couple times but like I'm always doing what I want to be doing at the moment and like you know it's pretty reflective on how I'm feeling at the time so um and I want to be known for being a good person for sure yeah Uh just like always being somebody that people know i i'm always supportive i'm always down to like share knowledge with my friends especially in music like people who are just starting out i love helping people out and doing all that so um you know being that's how my parents raised me to always yeah. be a good person so i try yeah yeah i love
0: that this is so fun <laughs> yeah,
1: <it was> <laughs> thank times. you so much <laughs> of course thank you for having me Bye.